a lot of our clients are older and they say, if something happens to me, I've got a lot of equity tough. I can, I can live with it. I can sell my house and not be upset by it. So if that's their choice, that's their choice. We've shared with them what we need to share with them. You know, we advise, they decide. The only podcast for brokers by brokers. I love mortgage brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here on I Love Mortgage Brokering Live. Today on the show, we're going to have Angela Calla and Joel Olson talk to us about MPP, uh, how they communicate to their clients, and why it's so important to have insurance once you take out a large mortgage. So if you're watching this show, you're probably a mortgage pro who's trying to scale your business. So we have a program called the Mortgage Blueprint. If you go to mortgageblueprint.io, we can help you scale your business. We've got a bunch of strategies that we have learned that have been very effective for that other people can take and apply to their businesses. We've got lots of great feedback on it. So check out mortgageblueprint.io. And this show is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West has been a huge supporter of the Isle of Mortgage Broken community for a couple of years now. And they're a private lender based in BC and Alberta. And so if you're looking to do a private deal, please check those guys out. They're awesome people. They, they have great programs and great rates and they're really fast turnaround time. So check out pioneerwest.com and Style Stewart, that whole office. They're amazing. And check out this show with Angela and Joel. I think you're going to love it. Welcome to Idle Mortgage Brokering Live. And this show, I'm going to be talking to Joel Olson, one of my buddies, who's a mortgage guy, and he's incredibly creative. He's he's a huge dude. We always, when we go to conferences, we're like conference buddies. We hang out together, and and one of the, he's really good at MPP. And so, what I want to talk about on this show is MPP because it's never been an area of strength for me. That's one of the things that I definitely want to chat with him about. But then, this show is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. So, if you're a broker looking for a deal in BC or Alberta, they do private lending. The guys are fantastic. Styles over there, like he's an awesome dude and has been a huge supporter of our community. So please, you know, go help those guys out or send them some business. I'd really appreciate it. And Joel, so welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me as per usual. And so I've had you a couple times on the show now. You spoke at Broker Talks with me. And uh, dude, I just love your energy. I love your creativity. And we were talking before we went live about how you had like something. How many videos do you have now in your mortgage process? Yeah, just about 30, just about 30 different ones we use. So I'm no Alex McFaded. I'm not as good as him, but like I got 30. Okay. So l- this is it. We're going to talk about MPP, but I, dude, you got me because of my ADD. I can't help myself. So tell me about what does that look like? So when, when are you sending out videos and what is the purpose of these videos? Uh, yeah. So send out one video, uh, right, right after they get, um, right after they call me and do a discovery call. That's about, Hey, thanks for calling me. You know, my team's going to be reaching out to you. Anything like that. Um, anything regarding, um, Anything regarding uh, um, documents, hey, the documents are going to be like I used, now we're really focused on the fact that hey, the documents are going to be a disaster. We can't predict what's going to happen. We know you're going to hate us during the process. It's going to be terrible. We're going to ask you for things 16 times. And, you know, and then we'll go into how like it's, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, we're doing the big thing around the airplane story now. It's kind of like when you take a flight, you don't know about all the different turbulences, all the different delays, all the different things that happen. And I, I want to let you know that I can't predict any of that. I think it's going to be a rough ride. I'm just really good at landing the plane. So we talked about that in video one. Video two is all our guarantees. We talked about guarantees around uh, home inspections, which I talked about before. Home inspections, different things we do during the process, and a reminder uh, on that. We do one. We do a video when it's pending with a lender. 
We do a video when it's done, when, it, when we sign documents, reminding them the next steps, steps in the process, not to remove conditions until we tell them. We do another video right at closing to just uh, thank them for the business. And then we also have a series of a drip campaign of closing videos from the time that they go unconditional or everything's done to the time they close the deal. And that's all closing tips. So those are all um, you know, 30, to one, 30 seconds to one minute. And they're all around you know, just, just things that we see that goes wrong in closing. So, you know, one's, one's on house insurance because uh, some people don't even remember to get house insurance. And then one's on not going anywhere during closing. Like don't go and camp in the boonies and with, live in with a no year, cell like service and stuff on closing. Uh, we have one on, um, uh, we send an email called the numbers email, which just goes, it's basically our mock statement of adjustments. We send out to clients. So we have a video around that. Hey, here's your, here's the numbers. If anything's wrong, let us know. And uh, all that type of thing. We talk about the lawyer processes. We talk about. This is so good. I'm just, if I'm, if I'm making faces, it's because I'm like, this is so freaking good. I can't, I can hardly contain <laughs> myself. I'm like, oh, I want to jump in. Okay. So dude, yeah. this, this is crazy. Okay. So rather than give me the whole list, because you can obviously anytime that you're doing a communication, you can just create a video around it. Yeah. What are you using to record the videos? What are you using to send the videos? Give me, walk me through that. Yeah. So I'm using bomb bomb. And so bomb bomb and we're sending them manually. And then we're finding that because like our process is quite robust um, on the different things we do. Like we have a lot of different touch points. There are videos and physical items. And so we're actually, we've, I've hired someone on Upwork to put our whole process into Trello and then put them all through Zapier, you know, so they're tricking out, you know, a little, a little more automated like that. Right. Okay. So, Hey, this is a question because you're a, a geek, you know, geek like me on this stuff, but even, so can you actually trigger a video send from an action in Trello? So you do an action in Trello and it goes to Zapier, then to bomb bomb. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can, I, I don't know how it's done, but I, I hired some, I mean, you know, the best thing you can learn to do is you use something like Upwork or Fiverr and say, this is what I need done. I don't need to know how to do it. I just, you know, just, this is how I need it to work. And so I've hired someone that's done that for me. We're just baiting that, that kind of stuff. But I find there's, cause right now, like my assistant says about manually, but there can be a little bit too much of a gap depending on how, you know, quick a client comes in or how quick a closing is. And this just, you know, automates it a bit more from that perspective. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if none of that made any sense to you, don't worry about it. But, but we both, are, I'm a Trello fan and a Zapier fan. So I had to ask about the, uh, so bomb bomb and the videos and then Upwork yeah. or somebody, I agree with you. I had this lead tracker sheet that I have that I've shared with lots of people. They're like, where, how did you make that? I'm like, I didn't make it. I just hired somebody yeah. on Upwork and I, or on Fiverr. And I'm like, Hey, this is what I want it to do. And they don't, I like that is as a mortgage broker, you don't get paid to create spreadsheets. You get, you get yeah. paid to like come up with a plan to build rapport, you know, build relationships and you should just get someone else to do that for you. That's just crazy town to, to try to figure that out on your own. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know much how to work that kind of stuff. I don't even know how to set up a zap to be honest. I just decided that I was like, well, it's very, it's very expensive to use something like Upwork. Yeah, right. So. Mm-hmm. I agreed. Okay. So dude, that was just a little mini lesson on video marketing and how are your, so last question on this, how are your clients finding getting these videos from you versus like, you know, what you were doing in the past? Yeah, look, I mean, we always have mixed results on things like, you know, for everything that one person likes, you know, um, you know, some people don't like, and it's just important to always stay the course and realize that, you know, we use a lot of different communication methods. And so I realized that, you know, not everyone's going to like everything we do. They're going to like a couple things we do. And it's better to over communicate rather than it is to say, okay, you know, the easy thing is to go, well, I have to do everything face to face because, you know, that's the way my clients like, it. well, that's not true. Some of your clients, you know, they just, like the feeling of being face to face. So how do you reproduce 
the feeling and the rapport that you build on a face-to-face meeting and how do you make them feel the same way? And then involves you saying, okay, I'm going to have a process around videos. I'm going to have a process around voicemails and text messages. I have a client care person on my team and her job every day is just to call clients and say, this is where we're at, you know, calm nerves. So, you know, we're just using a, a variety of methods to kind of do that. So some people, you know, some people hate videos for whatever reason, right? You know, some people find them very helpful, really useful. And so, you know, it, it, we're just hitting people on a lot of points and we're hitting people on, you know, we're also trying to hit people on points, especially with the closing videos, trying to hit people on points that avoid every awkward conversation. So I made a list last year in September and said, what's everything that I get called for as the lawyer that becomes a problem? And it doesn't matter at that point whether you can say, well, no, we did talk about this or we didn't talk about this. You know, it just matters what the client feels like. And so like, what are each of those things so I can make sure I address up front? Um, and, you know, we're always making adjustments around that, but yeah, and clients, you know, clients certainly receive them in a, in a different way, but at the very least, it sparks a conversation earlier, right? So right, uh, right. all that kind of thing, right? So That's really good. Okay, so I, I didn't even tell any backstory on you. I just, we just dove right into this without like, yeah. hey, this is Joel. And so Joel is a mortgage, how long have you been in the business, Joel? I uh, started 2009, so just about nine years. Nine now. years, and Joel is an uh, incredibly creative guy. He worked initially, you're from a small community and kind of built your business from the small communities and took over two or three small communities, moved to Kamloops. And so now you have a, your business is is primarily in the Kamloops region, but where are you located? Yeah. Can you say where you're located or is it undisclosed? Yeah, so I mean, right now, like today I'm in New York, so like that's where... I like to live. And so like I lived there for six months last year, we traveled around um, a lot with my family, I have four kids. And so we, we went to Europe and we, I mean, I ran my business almost hundred percent remotely. So today I'm in my apartment on the Upper East Side, which is kind of where I'm, you know, planning to hang out for a Did, while. Are, is it a laptop that you have there? What do you have your, where's, what is camera do you have? Yeah, I have a laptop. Can you, yeah. can you spin it so I can look out your window? I just want to see what like, it's New York, live from New York. It's out of mortgage brokering. <laughs> yeah. so, sorry, I had, to, I had to see the, you know, and so, yeah. You, I'm, 30 you, blocks, I'm 30 blocks from NBC Studio. So. Okay, and so the, the reason I want to bring that up is that you started out initially with a business that was way more face-to-face and now has transitioned, and your business is still growing. You're still, and, and yeah. you, you basically set up your business on your own terms. And some of the ways you've done this is by using video and other communication strategies to you know, make your clients be more cared for probably. Do you feel like your clients are more cared for now than they were like a year ago? You know, like I think we have to be a lot more intentional in the process, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be, you have to make a lot more things count. You know, you have to make your conversations intentional. You know, I have, you know, three conversations that are very intentional that I have with the client, you know, and I have to make sure those are tight and those are good. And those are, you know, I've thought about everything through. I still run with a checklist on every conversation to make sure we talk about this. Oh, can you say that one more time? Because I, I I talk about this all. You do what on when every single conversation? I use a checklist for every conversation still. Yeah. So to make sure I don't like read a well, I do write out a script actually. So I actually have a script for every conversation and I rewrite it out every six months and I'll actually type it out as if I'm talking, but I don't use a script on the phone. Like I'm you know, everyone has their own ski levels, but I, I feel confident enough that I can actually communicate well on the phone, but I do write it out. So I'm always, so if I'm, I'm talking to somebody, I always have an accessible so I'm weaving in important parts of the conversation that I want to touch base on. So, you know, like two really good things we're weaving into conversations right now is the airplane thing I talk about. We talk a lot about how the deal is going to be a disaster and how everything's going to fall It's going to be, so you actually set it up. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be like yeah. crashing a plane, yeah. but it's okay. I'm perfect at crashing planes. I'm good at them. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and I might say like, look, don't let me fix your car. Don't let me cook you a meal. Like, don't let me fix your house. Like the only thing you ever want me to do for you uh, is to like work on your mortgage. So that, and then we've gotten really intentional about how we ask for referrals. And so we've stopped going, Hey, do you know anyone that might, you know, that we could help out we, every conversation we now go, Hey, who do you know that we can help out with a mortgage or a refinance? And then we just leave it absolutely silent. And people in their awkwardness always give us their friends' names. <laughs> That's so good. You, you know what you do? It's the trick to do. The trick like, is to put your phone on mute. As soon as you finish talking, you hit mute on your phone so you can't yeah. actually talk. And then you just wait. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So we're supposed to talk about MPP because that's something I wanted to talk to you about. And so you tell me about, let's switch to MPP. So do you remember back in the nineties, there was a song you down with OPP, you know, it's not, and I was thinking we can do a song you down with MPP. You, can you rap it all, Joel? <laughs> anyway, it's just, maybe it's a, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. So you'd be like, I don't know what he's talking about. So um, I want to talk about MPP. So tell me, and what is your, like, you've had pretty good success with it, right? In the, in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, last year we didn't have as great of success we had the previous year, but I, you know, basically like our success rate is at like uh, with MPP, you know, we do a few things. Uh, a is that like the goal is to be, I've said a new goal for my team is that 50% of people must take MPP. And so to some people that's ambitious, to some people like, oh, that's it. But, you know, like banks run about 52%. So if I can't equal a bank success, you know, like what am I doing? Right. So like, because I'm, I know that I'm way better than they are. So you know, I got to be able to do it that way. So MVP, we uh, we have a few points to be discussed. So I discussed it in the signing. So I, like I said, I do two, throw three intentional phone calls. So one is around the discovery call. One is around if we're doing a pre-approval call. And three is around uh, the signing of the documents. And so signing the documents, we start with a mortgage protection plan. You know, there's, we, we encourage all of our clients to take it, especially if they don't know what coverage it is. So we don't ever fall for the line that goes, Hey, you know what? Like I'm already covered by work, you know, like, Hey, work coverage is usually about $200,000. And you know what I always do. And what I do even with mortgages is I tell people, what is it that I have? So I have a $2 million policy because I have four kids and like my wife's going to have to, you know, like take care of it, do a lot of extra stuff. And this is why my policy way it is. It only covers this and away we go. Now in that conversation, a lot of people still opt to go for it. We encourage them to take at least something or take something. And if they don't, if they can find out a better coverage after cancel it after the fact. Right. Right. Um, after, after we've had the conversation, my client care coordinator on my team is responsible to continue to follow up with the client when they say to us, Hey, I have it at work. No problem. She follows up right till closing. Hey, I just wanted to make sure you found your work policy. Oh, no, I didn't find it. Oh, well, did you find your... So she keeps following up until closing right. to make sure they've got adequate coverage. And that's just not about selling it. That's about making sure our clients are really well taken care of. And so at lots of times at that point now we're finding, that's a fairly recent thing, but we're finding that that means that people go, oh, you know, I found it. And it's actually not really that great. Then if at closing they haven't taken it, we put them on a, a campaign, which is a which is a quarterly campaign that we use slide broadcast for that we let them know that um, they're missing out on um, that. Hey, we just want to let you know you're not covered right now for, you know, life and disability insurance. And we, it keeps automatically falling up every quarter. Okay. So if somebody doesn't know what slide broadcast is, what it just maybe give us a, tell us, tell them what that is. Right. So slide broadcast is a voicemail service. So, so I've recorded a voicemail. And so my assistant automatically sends out slide broadcast messages to anyone that doesn't sign up. She puts them on a campaign and it leaves a voicemail for them every quarter until they sign up. And then when they sign up, we take it off. Or if 
you know, if they have sufficient coverage, like there's people that there's only about 10% of people that actually end up having, um, you know, a real good life insurance policy or something like that. Right. So, so that's that. And then, uh, and then once a year, I've gotten the habit now of, um, as I personally call everyone saying, Hey, just, you know, as part of their mortgage review, Hey, you don't have any coverage right now. You know, let's talk about what that means to you. Um, I had a client, um, uh, when I probably year three, I was a broker that they, I wasn't selling it very aggressively and they, uh, they really wanted it. And three weeks after closing, the wife got terminal cancer and she was covered. You know, I tell that story to a lot of clients because like, it's guilt, not to guilt trip them, but because that's like a reality of things. Right. right? And, and they didn't think that they needed that either. So, um, so yeah. I know that, so I also asked Angela Calla, who's an amazing mortgage broker from the lower mainland to come on as well. And so as Angela, I'm going to come back and ask you some questions about that, but I know Angela has like, yeah, she's got a limited amount of time. So I just want to maybe chat with Angela for a second. Hey, how are you? Hi, good. You? Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. So before I ask you questions about, because I, I want to just know what kind of time are we, or do you have for our chat today? I have another call that I have to hop on at noon. Okay, so. I know, sorry. What time is it now? 1130, pardon me. Okay, what time is it right now? I don't even. Uh, 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 three after 11. Okay. So you got, you got a bit of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just, uh, help with this. I'm going to finish up my conversation with Joel and then I'm going to come back and I want to chat with you about the, some of the stuff that you're doing. So, uh, and I know right. you do, you do radio too. So actually I want to ask you a little bit about that. So maybe just bring you back to Joel cause I don't control any of the stuff in here and then I'll be back in like three minutes. Uh, okay. A couple of questions yeah. I want to ask you on this, Joel, and thank you for sharing. So how, before you were made these changes to your MPP strategy, um, what were your numbers like and what are they like now? Like what's, what's the sort of this much intentionality must be ter- creating a different result for you? Yeah. I mean, um, so we always were ranking around 25 to 30%. And, you know, like we're moving up, we're about 5% difference right now, but we're still pretty early on some of that stuff. The other thing is that last year when MP Suite changed over, you know, some, some lenders that we use, they weren't shooting out um, the number, the quote numbers on the form. So we changed that to make sure that we were doing it manually. We found that if people people are more likely to take it if they had the actual number in front of them, right? So Because that really decreased our amount of MPTP we sold last year. People were like, ah, it's just a quote. They couldn't, you know, they want to have all the numbers in front of them, right? Right. They want to make so, a decision. Yeah. So that's a big thing. So we put that extra step in. So, um, so yeah, we're still uh, in the last like 90 days, you know, we're, we're hovering into about 45% now. So we got to get that a little bit higher, but um, you know, that's much higher than we were before. That's awesome. So if you, it's okay with you, if you can still stay on, I'm going to, cause if you, if anybody's checking this out on Facebook live, um, when you want to ask questions, please put a comment question in the sidebar there and we'll, we'll get them And If we uh, we will give away a mug so you can get an item mortgage brokering live mug by asking a question. So I'm going to bribe you to ask us some questions. So just stay on Joel. <clears throat> but I'm going sure. to have a conversation with Angela now and chat with her and you can like sit in and then we'll at the end, we'll take some questions. Sound good? Okay. So Angela, welcome to the Idle Mortgage Brokering Live. I really appreciate you coming on with us today. I know that you're crazy busy. And so tell me a, a little bit about yourself because in case people don't know, you've been in the mortgage business how long? Uh, 14 years. I've been a mortgage broker since 2004. And fortunately, since about 2006, I've been uh, rated as one of the top mortgage brokers in Canada by CMP and and uh, had an incredible journey along the way. Cool. And you also do radio, right? So tell me about like how long you've been doing the radio uh, show and yeah, how's that going? It's going great. I've been doing media simultaneously to my mortgage career since 2006. And actually I started out with television 
I started out with um, a show called Realty Television on City TV back in 2006. And that just snowballed the other opportunities that came as a result of uh, being noticed, I guess. Right. That's good. You built your brand. And so, and you're located in Port Coquitlam? Yeah, my office is in Port Coquitlam. I reside in Port Moody. And uh, the Tri-Cities are all very, very tight. So being a Tri-Cities residence, uh, obviously, we do a lot of business with the neighboring In those areas. Okay. And and so I had I know that one of the things that you're, you're good at is MPP. So I just wanted to ask you about what, so what does your process look like? And what, yeah, tell me about how you've been so effective with MPP. You know, I am a very blunt person. And in my opinion, if you can't afford mortgage insurance, you can't afford to own a home. I don't understand how anybody can own something that they can't afford to protect. So they kind of go hand in hand for me. And we just share the stories and we relay that it is free. And again, we just share the stories of the people who are not successful in uh, following through with our recommendation. And unfortunately, it comes with a great loss. I mean, I think when you're authentic with people and you ask them if they've ever been through being by anyone's side who's had a health issue, the amount of emotional stress that's associated with it is at a super heightened awareness. Mm-hmm. And if you can relieve the financial tension that's associated with it, then at least you can just focus on getting better. But you are a complete inconvenience to absolutely everybody around you if you haven't adulted and got yourself insurance. Because, adult, that's really good. You I haven't mean, adulted. It's true, though. I mean, have you ever dealt with someone who's had a serious medical issue and you're sitting at the hospital with them and now you're not going to work and now what are you doing with your kids? And it all can be avoided. I mean, that part can't be avoided, but the financial stress can. So when you think about it that way, if you're working with people that think they're invincible, it's kind of a tough uh, core value fit, you know? Right. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you, so if I'm a a potential customer, I'm a customer of yours. And at what point do you enter, like in your process, when do you start mentioning it? And like, when do you bring it up again? So I want to walk through that because I think it'll be helpful for people who maybe they're, they're struggling with, they know their clients need it, but they're like, I don't know, how do I do this? I feel weird. So could just walk me through when in your process, when's the first time you bring it up? I guess it depends on the maturity of the client. And once we've identified the intel of who we're working with, then we can determine at what point it's essential to bring it in. I think when you're working with a first-time home buyer, they need to know that there's things besides a mortgage that also they will need to budget for. And so, you know, we do bring that up preliminarily in the introductory process for a first-time home buyer. But if we're dealing with someone that the majority of our business is really renewals than refinances. So we're generally saving them a lot of money when it comes to their mortgage. And so when we're presenting them that option, it's kind of a no brainer. Um, Still, not everybody takes it, but at least when we've been very clear and blunt about it, one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about, obviously, the clients having it is that the banks use it as a retention tool. And if they end up getting it directly with the bank, then there's a significant likelihood, the older they are, that I'm not going to be able to move their mortgage mm-hmm. um, for whatever's best for them. So it, does, it ends up adding to their overall cost of borrowing. And, and then secondly, um, of course, the emotional component that is so significant and important to, um, to understand that's associated with it. Right. I and had- the liability. People never... And another thing is... I mean, I've helped thousands 
of British Columbians. And let me tell you, I've learned a lot about psychology. And when something like that happens, everybody likes to play the blame game. Right. I mean, if I'm going to be real with you, something happens and they say, what do you mean I didn't get it? I'm not one of those people that thinks something can happen to me. Oh, I wasn't sure I really understood the benefits. You know, when variable rates went up, I didn't take a variable rate. I wanted a fixed rate. I mean, it's human nature, unfortunately. Right. And not a lot of people take the you know, take the from within type approach, even though, um, you know, even though I feel it's the best approach all the time is to understand the, uh, what role each individual plays into it. But the reality is it's such an emotional time that it's easy to want to draw a conclusion or to try to or point the, the, point the finger at someone else. Say it wasn't, it was, you know, you didn't explain it to me or I would have taken it, that kind of conversation. Yeah. So that's why I make it a real point to be blunt about it. And also, you know, my team are the ones who sign the majority of the mortgage clients, but they all share the same core value and same passion because they all share that same core value and that same passion. It's delivered in the same way. And they relay that, you know, we're very passionate about it because of what we're used to with the thousands of people that we've helped, you know, experience and what we've uh, been through leaves clues. Right. One of the things uh, I would love to hear maybe some of your examples that you share with clients, because it's always the stories are what people remember. And so one of the things that happened to one of my clients is he uh, was, got his mortgage through his bank, got his life insurance through his bank. And then, you know, many, many years go by and then he decides he wants to take money out to help out his son. And he goes there and they said, sorry, we can't help you. We're like, there's, we're not giving you any more, you know, we can't give you more money because you're self-employed. He came to me, we got him approved, but now he had to go, his life insurance was significantly higher. Well, his mortgage went up a bit, but it was significantly higher because he had aged so much. And so it was, he, he should have got that separate and not had it like, you know, tied with his bank because the bank didn't want to help him. So give me some examples of when you're having a conversation with a client, because you can use the numbers all you want, but it's usually the story that's going to make them go, oh, yeah. this is, so give me some examples of stories or that if you've seen in your career and the thousands of clients that, that have been helpful for communicating this. Uh, well, I have dozens of examples, but the first one that comes to mind is I had a husband and wife that were buying a house. They were moving from a condo to a house and the husband had a heart attack and dropped dead in between the subject removal and closing. And as a result of them having MPP, the wife was able to pick up the pieces and at least provide a home for her family uh, during the time that was very difficult for her. So, and it was an interesting one because they really fought me. They were really saying, oh, well, you know, it's expensive and, and it wasn't expensive. I think it was like 30 bucks a month or something, but they were watching all the pennies. And I said, you know, don't be penny wise, pound foolish. You never know. And I don't think you can afford to buy this home if you can't afford $30 a month you know, mm -hmm. for the additional policy. And so they listened, they took it, not, not by their own will, but I guess really by my forceful hand and it ended up working out for them. Right. And, no, uh, they were it, not willing, but, they, but it actually ended up because you were, because you were blunt and because you were looking out for their interests, you actually, you, you served them better than just by saying, okay, fine. Don't bother. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Instead of just being an order taker, you know, I mean, I'm not a waitress. So if you come to me for professional advice, I'm going to give it to you. Right. Right. Yeah. And another, you're relying on my expertise. So if I'm not authentic with you about my expertise, then how am I, how am I being the best that I can be for you? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Uh, another example is I had an electrician that was going from being an employee to having his own electrical company and being a subcontractor. And the wife was a stay at home uh, mother 
and they took it and they canceled it three months later after they had gone through the process. And then they called me about a year later and the husband was in the hospital for months with some type of rare blood disorder. And they called me to check if they had coverage. And thankfully, thankfully, MPP records all their conversations Mm -hmm. with clients. And so they had the cancellation live because the client didn't remember canceling. They remembered signing with me, Mm -hmm. but they didn't remember canceling. And, um, but then of course, when that was brought to their attention, you know, I was upset. I was sad because it's such an, it's such a horrible experience to have to sit beside a loved one and have the stress of the loss of income and your health being your number one priority. It's just an unnecessary stress. And in my opinion, it's just irresponsible. Right. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, so like, what do you, uh, what are your numbers like in terms of the number of clients that, that when they go through your process that actually come out and say, yeah, that's something that I'm going to do. 30 to 35% on average. And then you said, so you're doing a lot of renewal refinance business right now. So uh, walk to me through what that conversation looks like. So you, do you, in the renewal refinance conversation, you you identify whether they have insurance or what is that? Just, I'm curious what, what you're doing there. Yeah. I mean, we look at their mortgage statement and if they've got mortgage insurance there, we definitely have a conversation about them because we've been burned before where someone has had mortgage insurance directly with the bank. And of course, just like you had demonstrated, we're not able to help them because now they've had a health issue and now their insurance would be so high. Mm-hmm. So we've learned that. So the first thing that we do is we look for clues on the mortgage statement to identify if there is mortgage insurance on it and let them know about that. And if they don't have any, then we talk about it because we do so many refinances and renewals more so than, than home purchases. A lot of our clients are older and they say, if something happens to me, I've got a lot of equity tough. I can, I can live with it. I can sell my house and not be upset by it. So if that's their choice, that's their choice. We've shared with them what we need to share with them. You know, we advise, they decide, but at least, you know, again, if we're authentic with the experiences that we've had and we bring these stories to their attention, um, you know, not only have we gotten rid of the liability because they've signed a waiver, but we've also been so blunt that it's hard to forget the conversation. Right. It's, that's really good. I love that. You just said we advise, they decide. So, and, and you'd mentioned about it, we're not a waitress, you're not an order taker. And I think sometimes mortgage brokers get sucked into like basically just the client says jump and that's not our job. We're supposed to be consultant. We're not, we're not just going to like give them something if it's going to be bad for them. So I think. It's- right. Well, also it's a, it's a heavy, if you've read the book willpower, I mean, it's just a matter of how badly we've been beaten down too. I mean, at the end of the day, when you've repeated yourself 300 times about the same issue and someone's still beating you down. Yeah. Once in a while, you're going to be an order taker because you're absolutely exhausted of repeating yourself. It's like with your kids. If your kids are beating you down for a They don't do that. They don't do that. Yeah, they do. They do all the time. (laughs) You know, it depends on your willpower, right? Right. But, you know, obviously we have to be strong. You know, we have to be a leader. Right. That's really good. Thank you for that. Okay. So if anybody have any, is there any questions, Matt? I can't see that because of the setup. I don't even know what's going on on Facebook. So anybody have any questions for Joel or for Angela? Because I know that we've got to be wrapped up here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, we had Earl say, uh, I've heard the mortgage, uh, people will say, I've heard mortgage insurance is a ripoff. Uh, how do you approach that argument where people just really don't believe you? Okay, maybe you go first, well, Angela. Definitely. That's why we feel that MPP is the most natural fit because it can follow you and not the lender. And it is a ripoff, in my opinion, 
in my humble opinion, if you take it directly with a lender, because you're essentially pigeonholing yourself. So take the MPP and then seek independent advice, because maybe you're better off with the whole life policy. Maybe there's something that is better for your entire financial situation. But in terms of you leaving my office to be protected in the best way possible, you're crazy not to take the MPP. Right. Joel, how would you respond to that? Oh, I usually say that it might it might be a ripoff. We, we don't know that yet. We don't know if you're covered or not covered. I want you to make sure you have something you go to the office. But uh, I'll send you to a financial planner and he can tell he can determine if it's a ripoff or not. The person that told that convinced me to sell the most MVP in my career was a financial planner that said, stop sending me people that I'm just going to, you know, that I'm not able to cover for because we don't know. You're not you're not you're declined for life insurance, not based on the fact that like just because. You know, you're young and you look healthy, family history, lots of those things can play into getting a proper life insurance policy, right? So, and it's, you know, especially if, if you've had problems getting stuff before, you know, it's still going to be a cheaper deal, right? So, yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that is certainly, but, you know, we also got to be real, like, I love throwing out stats, like anything we, I do in mortgages, I, I try to throw a lot of stats. The statistics are 91% of policies by TV do not pay out, right? So, yeah. Um, and so you don't have to go very far to find that the that the statistics are very contrary on uh, with MPP. It's escaping me right now the stat, but I have it somewhere. But I think it's almost a flip on what pays out with MPP. And you know you don't have to go to too many fifth estate videos to find out. Hey, yeah, look, there is bank policies that are pretty crappy policies, right? So, right. Yeah, that's true. Any other questions, there, Maddie? Uh, Brad Lockie wants to know the the willpower book, Angela. Who is it written by? It's on my phone. I can't, uh, I can get it after the show. It's on my phone and I don't want to mess up our call here. So, okay. But it's, and is it a new book or an old book? I have to look on my phone. It's on my audible ever since audible has come out. That's usually how I get my books. So I don't really look at the cover or anything at the year, but, um, and also going through the process of writing my own book that'll be coming out in September. I have been, you know, what? I didn't know this. We got, what is the book about? Oh, drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Mike. called the uh, the Mortgage Intelligence Advantage. Okay, well, it's when it comes out, you let us know, and we'll help you like get the word out so that people can. Oh, that's so, so kind. When it's Thank you. when the time comes, so that's amazing. That's so awesome. So the Mortgage Intelligence, what's the? The uh, hang on, I think I have a. I'm going to try to bring the, bring you over to the to the. Uh, can you see the the? the oh, there you go. nice. That's the cover. Um, so that's that's the mock-up of the cover. They still need to make a few little minor changes, but yeah, we're um, just going through the manuscript right now. We're in final editing, and uh, it'll be out. So that's awesome. by the time we actually do the live media launch, I hope it'll be a Canadian bestseller. But we'll see. Okay, and you let us know. We'll help you as well. Uh, push it out to our community with what you're doing. That's amazing. So, any other questions, there, Matt? Bernard says uh, he loves the quote, "I'm not a waitress." So if you come to me for professional advice. I'm not going to give it to you. He, he thought that was hilarious. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm having a little fun today. You know, I'm not, I'm not being like my your, ra- your radio voice. Yeah. Use your radio. Do you have a radio voice? I don't really think I do, but uh, <laughs> sometimes I catch myself. If I'm on a roll, I, I tend to have a specific tone, but you guys are just my friends. I'm just you talking. Know, okay, I'm just cool. Talking with you guys with like my friends. So. Other, uh, so actually somebody uh, commented on the willpower book, Curtis Arnold, uh, is it willpower redis- uh, rediscovering the greatest human strength? Is that what it's <laughs> called? Okay. So then the, okay, oh. one second, I will find it one, one second. Okay. If we lose Angela, okay. we know she's gone to the book. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. It's willpower rediscovering the greatest by Roy 
Brewmeister and John Tierney. Right, nice. So Curtis got it. Yes. Hi, Mark, for Curtis Arnold online, well done. I think everyone loves the stories. So do you guys have any other stories that come to mind when um, talking about MPP? Either, either you know, good thing they had it or shoot, I really wish they did. I had, a, well, I don't know. I just, yeah, I've had more clients be happy that they've had it uh, than not. And of course, when they haven't done it, it's like the most sickening phone call. I hate it. I feel so sick to my stomach when, uh, when someone calls to verify if they have it. Whenever they call to verify if they have it, it's always a no. Mm-hmm. You know, people know when they have it. And when they don't have it, they're also trying. Unfortunately, what, what experience has demonstrated to me is that they know they don't have it and they're going to try to place blame. Right. What about you, Joel? Any last words? Yeah, I feel like a, a pretty big rookie compared to Angela over there. So, I mean, I'm going to write a book too. It's called Be the Best Broker. <laughs> hey, that's Thanks, <laughs> Trump. You might get sued. I, you know, I know I'm gonna somebody. Do, I'm going to do three volumes. They're going to be, one's going to be a black cover, red cover, and blue cover. <laughs> <laughs> Be that's <the> hilarious <laughs> that's awesome okay well hey guys i really appreciate your time today and coming in and sharing with the community about um how do you you know mpp and other parts of your business so and angela definitely reach out to me when that book goes live and we will we would love to help you uh promote it and thanks for the everybody that tuned in live and even checking this out later and again we're going to do these every tuesday and if you ask questions good things happen so thanks so much for being part of this community we really appreciate it Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.